going to move all of the elements of commercials, everything out of the way for the next 15 minutes or so because, well, because we have a U.S. senator at our disposal for about that long. And that would be Oklahoma Senior Senator James Langford. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Glad to know that I'm sweeping the commercials out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) So are we, actually. So we got to begin with the horrors that have unfolded in Israel and Gaza since we last spoke. The breaking news this morning, as you just heard, is uh, Israel is allowing Egypt to open a route for thousands of tons of humanitarian aid to get into Gaza. Um, First of all, just your initial thoughts, since we haven't really talked about everything that's transpired since that Hamas attack into southern Israel. Yeah, incredibly painful. I, I, I don't know of any Oklahoman that I've encountered that's not just incredibly grieved by the last two weeks and what's happened in Israel. There's so many positive things that have been happening in the region with the Abraham Accords and the normalization with Morocco and Bahrain and UAE and literally on the cusp of normalization with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And the terrorist group Hamas doesn't want normalization with Israel. Frankly, they don't want normalization with Jews. Their focus is to kill as many Jews as they possibly can and to destroy Israel. And they did not want normalization. So on the 50th anniversary of the beginning of the Yom Kippur War and the cusp of normalization with Saudi Arabia, they launched just a heinous terrorist attack on civilians and literally killed children and the disabled in their beds as they just slaughtered their way through uh, south. Uh, the south of Israel. So it's just incredibly painful. So Israel is responding as we would. We would not allow a terrorist organization to be able to plan their attacks from right next to us, just like we did in 9-11. Uh, we're not going to allow al-Qaeda to be able to prepare the next attack to kill us. They're not going to do that either. And so they're responding in such a way to say, we are going to stop a terrorist organization from trying to kill us before they come again. Of course, everybody wonders what comes next. If you were advising the Israelis about how to proceed, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah, it, it, it is incredibly difficult because obviously Gaza, two million people, that is a self-governing Palestinian area. Almost 20 years ago, Israel turned over Gaza to the Palestinians and said, we're not doing security here. You do your own stuff uh, and your function. They, In fact, uh, Israelis at that said that at that time said become the singapore of the middle east you have access to a coast you have access to everything you need but instead hamas was elected and they have dominated that area so the challenge they have is much like the challenge that we had in afghanistan taliban was the problem but taliban also runs the government there so hamas is not only the government entity but they're also a terrorist organization so for israel it is a long difficult thing for them to be able to go in and to be able to shift the leadership of that area and to say you're going to self-govern but not self-govern in a way that's going to attack us randomly or to be able to come with a terrorist attack so key things they've got to look for is long-term preparation obviously they know they know they're going to do street to street house to house uh, fighting as they work their way but they've got to be able to also purge all of those tunnels that hamas uses to be able to store its weapons and to be able to move its soldiers underground they literally put their soldiers underground in protected tunnels and bunkers while their children are up in buildings exposed to the attacks. Uh, so it's it, it, they're dealing with people that do not respect human life. You are a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Have you seen uh, the evidence that Israel is uh, pointing up as uh, proof that they were not behind this explosion at the hospital in Gaza? I have. I've actually gone through Israel's evidence, but I've also gone through the evidence the United States has. We also have overhead satellites in that area and are able to be able to track what's happening. And I would tell you, Israel was not responsible for that hospital attack. And I know there's many countries in the Middle East 
in the Arab nations, and Hamas obviously stepped out immediately and said this hospital was attacked by Israel. That hospital was not attacked by Israel. That was a missile that the terrorists had launched to attack Israeli civilians that ended up flaring out, and and it smashed right into their own civilians. And uh, to cover for their own mistake, Hamas is now blaming Israel for it. Uh, But that was not Israel that carried out that attack. Now, Israel has been very specific. They are going after Hamas wherever they are, but they did not attack that hospital. Besides offering up our prayers, what can Oklahomans do to help support Israel? Well, I would I would say a couple of things. Definitely continue to be able to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for the region, pray for civilians everywhere uh, to be protected in this battle. Uh, but I would also encourage people to be able to speak out on behalf, as odd as it sounds to Oklahomans, on behalf of Jews everywhere, including in Oklahoma. Anti-Semitism has just been on an incredible spike the last 10 years, but we've seen it rear its ugly head in places like Harvard and so many universities. We've had uh, protests that are around the Capitol that are not just pro-Palestinian. That's one thing. Okay, Again, you can disagree with the, with the nation of Israel, but they become anti-Semitic anti-Jew, that is a whole different level on it. So speaking out on behalf of Israel uh, to people around you, speaking out when someone says things that are anti-Jew to say, hey, you're an American, you can say any dumb thing you want to say. But in America, we protect the rights of every person to have any faith of their choosing, change their faith, or to have no faith in their respected American. And so we can have disagreements about political things, uh, but just protecting the rights of people to be able to live their faith, practice their faith, and for Israel to be a Jewish nation. Uh, that shouldn't be a shocking thing to Oklahomans, but for some reason we're seeing it rise. Let's talk about capacity here for a second. Do you, do you think the U.S. has the capacity to help Israel fight Hamas, help Ukraine fight Russia, and and still defend the U.S. from other threats? I mean, if, <laughs> China's got to be looking at all this going, is this the time to take Taiwan? Yeah. I I would hope that they would not do a foolish thing like that. that They would see not only uh, militarily what's actually happening, but also the economic destruction that would mean for China right now. Uh, So, yes, the United States is the United States of America. We are a superpower. We we are very aware of what this means on our industrial base. I actually had meetings earlier this week to ask that exact question. Where are we on our stockpiles? What are we protecting that's the United States? Many of the weapon systems that Israel needs from us, that's not what Ukraine is using. So it's different. Now, there are some things like artillery shells and things that are going to be similar or the same. But many of the systems are different. Uh, So I don't think we're at risk at this point. But we do have to pay attention and we do have to ramp up our own industrial base for this. The thing that we've got to be attentive to is our own national debt. Uh, We have $33 trillion in debt currently as a nation and a $2 trillion deficit just last year. And that's with the Biden administration cutting military spending everywhere that we could on it. That is that is not the path that we need to go. We cannot look at the world and, and as President Obama said, pivot to Asia and we're just going to ignore what's happening in the Middle East. We're the United States of America. We need to be strong, but we need to be strong economically as well so we can help our friends in their moment of need. But that also involves taking care of our own house and making sure we're managing that. 710, we're speaking live with Oklahoma senior U.S. Senator James Langford. 
How frustrating is it to be a U.S. senator right now? That side of the Capitol is up and running, ready to do business, but you can't really do anything significant without the House signing on and, in some cases, providing the funding. You got to, I mean, I know the House members are frustrated, but you guys are just sitting there waiting, <laughs> essentially. Well, I, I wish we were just sitting here waiting for the House. That's actually not true. It's, it's a little known thing because the national media is not talking about it. The House is having their own struggles trying to be able to identify the Speaker, and I'll right. let the House members speak into that battle. But on the Senate side, we're trying to get to appropriation bills, and literally there's a Democrat member not giving consent to be able to move to appropriations. And so we've had now four weeks we're trying to get on appropriation bills, and Democrats are actually blocking us from doing the basic work. So while we have all our members in place and leadership in place, uh, we still have dysfunction that's happening in the Senate. It's just not rising to the attention of national media because they're focused on, quite frankly, Republican dysfunction in their House, so they're ignoring Democrat dysfunction in the Senate. American people should be frustrated either way. I'm, I'm a big proponent for saying we've got 50 problems in front of us. We've got to sit down and have grown-up conversations, attack the first problem, settle it, and move to the next one, settle it, and keep going. That's the expectation, yeah. not for us just to be able to argue back and forth and not resolve uh, everyone else can argue back and forth and not resolve. The American people have elected us to actually sit down and resolve it. That's our job. And so my frustration is that's not happening right now. Uh, we're arguing, not resolving. So, okay, uh, we got to tap your expertise on the Intelligence Committee. In the last few minutes that we have here, we found a story this morning that sounds on the surface like a joke, but it is not. It's deadly serious. And, and Jen, <laughs> Jen found it. I found it in the Daily Mail. They're reporting that Vladimir Putin is deploying combat dolphins to take on Ukrainian special forces. And further down in this story, they talk about the military dolphin training program that dates back to the Cold War era of the 1970s when the Soviet Union used dolphins to search for mines or spy on foreign ships. So, okay. Can, can I, you shed any light on this? And we, we had a text saying that the U.S. had a similar uh, dolphin program as well. Can you tell us anything about what you, what you know if, about this? If you can train a dog, you can train a dolphin in that way. And I, w I would just say that dolphins are incredibly smart, as everyone knows, because they make fun of the dolphin shark uh, whole side by side on it. Uh, but dolphins can be trained. That's why they're all in these different um, sea world and everything else in these different parks doing tricks. If they can do tricks and they can actually go and touch something and come back, they can also carry a camera. Uh, they can also go engage to be able to identify something. Now, they're not talking back on it, uh, but just like a dog can <laughs> oh sniff something gosh. out and be trained to be able to respond to it, so can a dolphin. Yeah. Uh, wow. so, yeah. Well, this story goes on. These are attack dolphins. They are trained to attack Ukrainian special forces divers with yes. weapons, <laughs> with if they're explosives. Coming, yeah, if they're coming into the harbor, they can fight back. <laughs> Just, and 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 battle these um, Ukrainian special forces. I know there's so much Scary. else going on in the world, but we're just kind of <laughs> obsessed with that story this morning. Thought we'd hit you with. You know, at least it's not a UFO. I, <laughs> there you go. Well, there, there you we go. got that too, Senator. Right? Thank you for your time. As always, we appreciate it. Thank you. you Better continue to pray for the nation. Y'all take care. Oklahoma Thank you. Senator James Langford.